Hello and welcome to ESM Squared, the podcast for experienced social media marketers. I'm Emily, your host and long-term member of the team here at Iconosquare. Iconosquare is one of the leading analytics and management tools for Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn and newly TikTok. We're proud to work with some of the biggest agencies in the world as well as huge brands such as Patagonia, Sephora, Versace and even NASA. If you're new to Icona Square or just haven't got around to checking out our tools before, you can start with the basics by heading over to audit.iconasquare.com and getting a free audit of your Instagram and Facebook accounts to find out once and for all where you're flying high and where you're falling flat. These audits are extremely helpful when it comes to identifying problem areas and efficiently improving your social media strategy. If you're a regular listener of ESM Squared, you'll know that we have two types of episode. The interviews with social media experts, where professionals share with me and all of you their experiences working with social media, as well as their internal strategies, tips, tricks, and more. And we also have tutorial episodes in which I talk all by myself about a particular topic, which can often be a burning question for social media marketers like you and help guide you into making strong decisions for your social strategy. This episode is an interview and I was delighted to interview Stefan Coulot, founder and CEO of WebMechanic, the open source marketing automation software. And let me tell you, Stefan is a LinkedIn expert. You will definitely go away with some great tips to put into practice. I'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating once you're done listening. And don't forget, you can try Iconosquare Square for free for a whole two weeks and you don't need to share any credit card information to get started. Contact me directly for any questions or feedback via emily at iconosquare.com. Let's get started. Today I'm talking to Stefan Coulot, CEO of WebMechanic, a marketing automation solution. And Stefan has a lot of experience using social media and in particular LinkedIn. Same as with all of our interviews, this episode has not been rehearsed, but I can tell you that having chatted with Stefan recently before today, he has so much knowledge to share. So today is a real treat for me as much as for anyone listening. So sit somewhere comfy, headphones on and get ready to take notes. Hi, Stefan. Welcome to ESM Squared. Thank you for being here today. How are you doing? I'm very good. Thank you. Thanks for your invite. No problem. It's a pleasure. Let's start out by asking some very general questions, uh, maybe a bit about yourself and your company. How did you come to be where you are today? Well, I spent uh, half of my life, uh, the last 30 years, uh, working in the software industry and the other half of my uh, life uh, in the mountain, cross-country ski, climbing, uh, trail uh, trail running, and so on. Um, so I started 30 years ago uh, with my first company I set up when I was a student uh, in the software industry, so I knew nothing about the software industry at, this, at that time. Uh, so that's the reason afterwards uh, I, I wanted to, uh, to, to to know better about the software industry and the business in that industry. And I used to work for Oracle and I learned a lot with Oracle, uh, the American company, famous American company. And um, so now WebMechanic is my fifth company uh, I've set up uh, eight years ago. And um, I... Uh, I, 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 I'm founder of a company and the president now of uh, this uh, software marketing automation software uh, company. Great. And so tell me more about WebMechanic. Where did the idea come from? Because it's your fifth company now. So you've obviously been through a few different ideas. What's the story behind this one? Do you want the true one or the storytelling? 
Um, <laughs> I want the truth. Tell me the truth. The true one. First, I, I, I've chosen a, a base camp in Nancy because this is where we are today. Uh, all the companies based in Nancy. It's 30 minutes from Geneva. And uh, secondly, uh, I didn't know what to do. So I, I wanted to, to have a software company, but uh, I, I had no idea at that time. Uh, so the, the first idea is, is, was to, to do just like in the 80s and 90s, uh, to do services first, uh, grab uh, uh, some people around the project, and then the idea uh, of the software will come up. And this is exactly what we do, uh, what we did. Uh, we uh, set up the company as a services one, a web agency in 2012. And in 2015, we switched uh, to a software company as a marketing automation software based on uh, Motic. Motic is an open source uh, software. And uh, we, uh, we kept the, the, the same team and uh, we, uh, we, uh, we started from scratch uh, selling the, the software and we, uh, we sold uh, the, the services company uh, to another web agency uh, locally. And uh, we started from scratch uh, the first 10 customers, uh, just like if we were a brand new company. This is the true story. And what's the storytelling then? How do you how do you tell it to the to the papers? <laughs> the storytelling is uh, that we've chosen uh, to enter the marketing automation uh, market uh, to to propose an alternative uh, to the US uh, software, uh, just like HubSpot, Marketo, uh, Salesforce. And uh, this is our positioning today uh, because uh, we are a real alternative in Europe, uh, especially um, because of the threat of the Patriot Act and uh, uh, the lack of uh, uh, governance uh, around the data privacy uh, with uh, the end of the privacy shield, for, for, for instance. So today it's true, uh, we are a real alternative and uh, this is a storytelling. <laughs> Yeah, I see that makes sense that you are trying to rival up with HubSpot and Salesforce, yeah. Uh, okay, well, let's get into the heart of today's topic, which is obviously social media. We are on experienced social media marketers. So um, I've heard from, obviously, friends in common and uh, connections that you are uh, an amazing user of LinkedIn. I want to know when did you join? What were your initial thoughts about the platform? Just basically, how did you get to be good on LinkedIn? Well, actually, I don't know if I'm an amazing user of LinkedIn, but uh, I, I use LinkedIn for a long time. Uh, LinkedIn uh, is born in 2002. Maybe some people have, uh, don't, don't know that, but uh, it's uh, an old one. And uh, I started in 2004, so it, that was just two years uh, after that. So I used to live in San Francisco, so uh, I, I was there when uh, this uh, social media uh, is born, and uh, it was born... First of all, um, to uh, to help people uh, for HR uh, and to recruit people. But my first idea was to, to use this uh, uh, social media, uh, not to recruit or to, or to be recruited, but to access to people. Um, the, 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 the 10 years before, when I used to work for, for Oracle, uh, the, the, the main value of uh, the older uh, people that, that I was 25 years old, uh, the other one were, were 20, uh, 35 or 40 years old. And uh, their added value was the experience they had uh, in their vertical uh, on the market because they knew people. They knew all the people they need to know in banking, in retail, uh, or any verticals or any geography. And with LinkedIn, uh, you could access in less than three or six months to any anyone 
to anyone in the industry, to anyone uh, in terms of uh, geography. Uh, and uh, I used to work in 2004 for Lucent, Lucent Technology. Uh, and uh, I was responsible in the EMEA uh, for telecom uh, software. And uh, I knew no one in the telecom industry. I knew no one in the EMEA in that industry. I mean, in Egypt, in Romania, uh, in Italy, in Spain. Uh, and in less than six months, I was able to contact and to get in touch with anyone uh, in Egypt or in Romania in the telecom industry. Uh, and uh, that was very easy to access. And uh, what it took 10 years of experience before, it took me uh, just six months uh, to access to that to those people. So that was the the, the real great value I found uh, in LinkedIn at that time. And it's uh, it's interesting to think about the history because you're obviously there from day one when LinkedIn began in San Francisco. Um, like, did it take on quickly? Then were there lots of people there on the platform that you could go and research? Okay, there was very few people compared to today, but uh, that was uh, mainly uh, managers and uh, people who wanted to be recruited at that time who uh, who accessed to that platform. So that was uh, more or less the people I wanted to access to as well. Oh, I see. Yeah, so that worked out really well. You had the the people who were wanting to recruit, so the big boys. Yeah. And and so how about today then? Are you able to still get the same benefits from LinkedIn? Because obviously it's 20 years old. So, oh my God, is it 20 years old? It's 20 years old. So are you seeing new opportunities uh, appearing on the platform these days? Now, the opportunity is that there is more and more people on, on, on that platform. So it, uh, it's more potential. Um, the, the bad thing is uh, there is a new threat uh, to this platform because uh, uh, you, you can see every day you are spam now. You, you are spammed in your messaging uh, uh, part of the platform. Uh, you, you can be spammed with the quality you have to sort uh, the people you want to, uh, to access to and the content you want to access to as well. But once you do that, uh, so you, you, you do the, so, uh, you sort the people, you sort the content. Uh, it's it's very uh, good opportunity today to do other things. I mean, as a CEO today, I, I, I don't use exactly the same way uh, uh, the LinkedIn. Uh, I use LinkedIn uh, more for HR. But for for example, for instance, if my my teams want to recruit some people, I always uh, try to get in touch with the the the, the previous managers uh, of the, the people who want to recruit, just to have a feedback, uh, to have a to have a feeling uh, of uh, the, the the how they. Um, that they, they behave uh, in, the, in the past, okay? Uh, so this is the first use I have. And the second use I have today of the platform is for uh, merger and the acquisition. If I want to acquire a company in, in the all Europe, uh, it's very easy, easy to access to the CEO of the company that interests me. I use the filters, uh, I choose the, the company, and uh, and then I get in contact with the CEO with, through the, the LinkedIn messaging. messaging. And uh, it's very easy to access to people. They always answered to me because I'm CEO as well. And uh, the, the message I sent is uh, very contextual. Uh, it's just three, four lines, but it's enough. And uh, and then we have uh, we have a, a video conversation uh, and uh, and we explain uh, what we do and uh, we are we are in the real life and even if we uh, and most of the time we uh, 
we don't do nothing together. Uh, sometimes uh, I can find some new partnership, uh, and uh, it's enough to uh, to uh, to get paid of my time. <laughs> uh, and maybe one day I will access to someone who want to sell his company, or maybe someone will call me back uh, in two or three years. But, so this is the way I use today LinkedIn as well, and. Um, so when I, I want to, uh, to, to, to make some outbounds and uh, for inbounds, uh, I just post once a week uh, uh, a post uh, and uh, about what I'm doing, what we are doing as a company. Um, so I want to share some experience uh, to my community. So you're just a LinkedIn growth hacker, basically. You're just using it in ways that other people don't necessarily know exist. To, to make business, right? Uh, well, I, I use the LinkedIn platform as a growth hacker just for the purpose I have today as a CEO. Uh, it would be very different if I was still a, a sales, a sales guy. Uh, so yes, I, I use it to access to the people I want to access to. I nurture uh, as well my, my company. I nurture myself uh, as a CEO. Uh, to the community uh, I have. I have more than 20,000 people connecting to, to me. Uh, I don't know anybody, but uh, most of them are CMO, CEO, uh, so top managers. And uh, this is the people I want to access to. Amazing. I think lots of people are going to be inspired by that. And we have uh, growth hackers in our in our audience as well. I think lots of um, people would be interested in in getting inspired by your practices and, and using them for themselves. Um, we also have obviously a lot of social media marketers. Um, when you talk about inbound and the posts that you publish on LinkedIn, do you have any tips or hacks, um, things that you've learned and seen work on LinkedIn to get better reach, engagement? And- what would you do? What would you suggest to others out there? What I like to, uh, what I see uh, is uh, when people share real experience uh, on, at their level. I mean, you are a very young guy uh, working as a sales. Okay, you can share some experience you have with your customer, personal experience, what you, you have learned uh, from, from uh, what you are doing. Uh, and you can do it if you are an expert. You can do it if you are uh, top managers as well. Uh, most of the time uh, in the company, uh, when the top managers are around 40, 50 years old, uh, they ask to their people to... Uh, uh, to, to share posts uh, and so on, but they don't do it by themselves. So that, that's, that, that's not good because you have to, to, uh, to show to, to your people that uh, you're doing the job yourself. Okay. And you, you, you're part of the experience. Uh, so this is the first tip. Do it yourself. <laughs> do it yourself. Even if you are a top manager, uh, you, you have to do it because you, you, you are the, the people who talk on the name, under the name of company. Mm. And uh, you have to show the, the example. Um, second tip, I guess you, you have to be uh, uh, maybe to, to be able to post once a week or, or, or twice a week. Uh, it, it takes time. So once a week, it's a, it's a, it's a good way. But you, you have to do, to do it. Uh, I mean, um, the, the, the people who are connected to you uh, are getting used to, to see your posts. And... Uh, uh, if you if you do it in a regular basis, uh, it's uh, it's better than doing it uh, twice a week. Then uh, nobody hear about you uh, during one month. And then you have to, um, of course, to to choose the social media you want to use because you can't uh, be everywhere. 
Uh, I mean, uh, on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. So choose your audience, choose uh, the, 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 the social media that is the best one for you. And uh, to me, it's Twitter and LinkedIn. Twitter, because uh, I have an audience of people like journalists, uh, uh, people who are looking for you know, new information. So sometimes I, I get some interviews like that. Um, and, and LinkedIn, because it's uh, my company, all my community I want to access to is on LinkedIn. So uh, I, I don't need to be anywhere else. I think this is the three tips I want to share today. But this is basic one. <laughs> Oh, well, I mean, basic, not really, because I think, I mean, I think that you're in a really good position to be able to give advice on what works and what doesn't work just from your pure experience. So no, I, I think that those are really, really good tips, actually, uh, the regularity, especially um, making sure that you don't publish too much at once and then nothing for a month. I mean, it's all about getting into the algorithm's head and understanding what's going to help you to appear in the feed, right? Yeah, and the, the fourth tip, is, I, I guess we can share is the uh, don't hesitate to participate to the uh, other post, to the post of the people who are part of your market or your vertical. I mean, every week I spend one hour uh, with the hashtag marketing automation, with the hashtag uh, inbound marketing, CRM, and uh, I, I can participate to the post of my competitors from some potential partners or customers, uh, people who are asking good questions uh, on your market. And if you are an expert, and uh, I guess I am, <laughs> I'm one in my market. Uh, I published a book, uh, I, I published video uh, on how to use marketing automation, how to, uh, uh, how to implement, how to deploy. Um, so I can give some tips. I can ask some questions. And uh, sometimes I get in touch with people uh, I didn't know uh, an hour ago. And uh, it's part of your uh, your knowledge. Uh, the, the, your community needs your knowledge and you have to share your knowledge through the, the post of the others. So you have to listen, to, to listen from the others what they, 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 they say and to participate to that conversation. Yeah, it's all about the power of the network, I guess. Exactly, just like in the real life. I mean, uh, in the real life, when you come in in a restaurant and you uh, uh, you spend some time with friends, you don't spend your time talking. Uh, you have to spend some time listening as well. You obviously have a lot of experience with the internet in general, working online, having your history at Oracle, etc. What trends have you noticed in more recent years? Um, where do you see the future taking us with social media and networking in general? Today, I guess it's difficult to, to choose the, the right media. People want to be uh, anywhere and uh, they lost themselves, I guess. Mm. So as I was saying, you have to choose your, your, your media, uh, the media you are comfortable with, the media uh, where your audience uh, is present. I mean, I'm not working in the B2C, so I don't need to be in Instagram, for instance. Uh, but my, my, my target, uh, the people I, I work with, uh, B2B, business to business. So LinkedIn is a very good one to me. Journalists are more on Twitter than listening with Twitter uh, anytime. So I, I, I need to post uh, on a regular basis on Twitter as well. But that's it. I don't go to Facebook. I don't, don't go to Instagram. Uh, I, I don't need the, the other, the other network. For the trend, uh, uh, so I don't know what the future is, but um, uh, what I can say is uh, I, I started in the 90s with a Palm Pilot. I don't know if you, re you remember that or if uh, even you knew about Palm, Palm Pilot. No. 
no. they got a 95% of market share uh, with uh, their trail uh, in 2002. That was the first smartphone, okay? And just before, uh, that was an organizer, an organizer where you can put all the people you are in touch with. And uh, so um, maybe uh, what's the name of uh, their, their son or daughter uh, when it, he or she was born. And... Uh, and uh, you you can uh, you can have a, uh, some uh, sum up of all the uh, the meeting you had with people, and then they merge that with the phone. Um, at that time, that was more or less a Nokia for everyone. <laughs> and the name of that was a trail uh, in 2002. That, that was the first smartphone, okay? And in 2006, uh, the, the iPhone uh, came up and uh, everybody uh, got a an, an, uh, smartphone at that time. But uh, if I say that, is uh, because the trend I see is uh, that you are more and more connected uh, with people all the time, with the, the PAN organizer. Uh, that was just information you, you could read just before a meeting or just before a call, uh, just to remember the context, uh, the contextual thing you have, uh, you have uh, all the information you have about the, the people you are connected with. Uh, with a smartphone, uh, it can be in real time and uh, everybody can share information in real time. And I guess the new interfaces uh, maybe will be the glasses. Uh, through the new interfaces, maybe you, you can connect it, you can be connected with the people uh, with the right information uh, just uh, uh, immediately. And uh, when the sales guy in the shop uh, will, will see coming up uh, customers uh, in the shop, uh, they, they will have information. Uh, just uh, I don't know if if it will be glasses or anything else uh, as an interface, but uh, the social media and uh, will be connected with the uh, ERP, CRM, marketing automation, anything. And uh, I guess people will see the information just like uh, uh, just like in a jet or maybe in your car. Now you have some new information uh, in front of you, uh, but it's contextual information. The speed limit. Uh, uh, the, the 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 maybe the the the, the traffic jam you you will encounter uh, in ten minutes uh, something like that so I guess this is the information you'll get and the social media ERP CRM marketing innovation everything will be connected uh, today it's already connected I mean the marketing automation uh, the software are connected to a CRM and uh, it's connected uh, to connected to to the social media platform as well uh, to uh, uh, to 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 start a scenario. Uh, because of an hashtag uh, you, you put uh, on the post and uh, it can also uh, at the end uh, of, uh, of a scenario uh, push some content uh, on your uh, messaging interface of your social media. So I guess tomorrow you, you, you will do exactly the same thing. Once you, uh, you exit, uh, you finished with a meeting or you finished uh, in a shop, uh, you finished your shopping, maybe you will be nurtured uh, just afterwards, uh, because uh, you didn't buy a, a nothing, uh, or because you you buy something, uh, you bought something uh, in, in the shop. Maybe you will have scenario ad selling or cross selling scenario uh, begin at, uh, afterwards. So. I guess the new interfaces will ex ex explore the, 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 the actual possibility uh, of the data we ha already have. What you said about the glasses, that is like so inspiring. I'm thinking about, uh, I don't know if you've seen the film Minority Report with Tom Cruise. 
Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, it sounds like what you're saying. It's quite an old film, actually, but maybe they had a. Maybe they had the idea in advance. And Google tried ten years ago to 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 sell the, the, their glasses, uh, but I, I guess people were were afraid of uh, uh, of uh, what the, the possibility uh, would be uh, in their private life. But you know, more and more, we we are not afraid uh, of uh, to to see. Uh, uh, features uh, coming in, in our home. I mean, mm. Alexia. I don't have Alexia in my home, but uh, uh, many people have some stuff like that, and uh, they introduce some spy <laughs> data spy uh, mm. in their home, so they get used of that. So maybe it's, it was that was not the right time ten years ago, but maybe it will be in two, three, four, five years. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. And even um, just like putting your biometrics into your phone to unlock it, like the fingerprint, like your thumbprint or your face when it just recognizes you. I remember when that first came out, a lot of my friends uh, and people around me were just saying, no, no way, I'm not going into the database. And nowadays, everyone's done it. It's like everyone's just sort of let their guard down to technology and we just accept it as normal now. Exactly. That's scary. I mean, that, that scares me <laughs> when I think about it. But uh, uh, the more you, you, you get used of it, the, the less you're scared. But um, if you see that on the top level, <laughs> it's, it's really scary. <laughs> Some yeah. big companies knows everything about you. <laughs> exactly. And as you say, if you think about it, it's scary. And I think that's, I think a lot of people just don't think about it anymore, which is why it kind of becomes natural. Yeah, it's, it really depends on the intention at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, so we can control the intention of others. I've got three quick fire questions for you uh, for the end of this interview. So I'm going to ask you questions quickly and then um, I'm looking for the first answer that comes into your head. Okay. Okay. What takes up most of your time on any given work day? To read. I spend my day of, of uh, reading uh, or watching some video, but uh, I prefer reading. Uh, I read a lot. I read uh, books, of course, but I read uh, as well some posts. I, I read some articles. Articles are are long, more and more deep uh, and interesting now. Uh, so uh, I, 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 get, I, I get access to, to the information in my area, but uh, in other areas as well. And uh, so I spend time to read and I spend time to, uh, to listen, to listen to people. So I assist to some conference. Uh, I like to share experience with other CEO about anything, about uh, the SaaS, about uh, the regulations, uh, about uh, uh, merger and acquisition, <laughs> about anything. What's your favorite social media account to follow? This can be very personal to you. Of course, it's LinkedIn. Uh, I spend my time on LinkedIn. Um, I, I don't use anymore my Facebook account. Um, and uh, I use Twitter, but just to push information, not too much to get access to the information. So I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. And uh, this is the, the way I access to the, the, to the right people. And uh, um, I, I get a lot of meeting, uh, video meeting in Europe with some people I, I won't be able to, to access without LinkedIn. Is there anyone in particular that you follow on LinkedIn who you recommend? No, and uh, I, I like to uh, to be surprised, uh, to be surprised, and this is the, the problem of the algorithm with uh, with the, with the social media is uh, uh, if you uh, don't pay attention on that, uh, you access only to the people you you get used to access before. 
and uh, sometimes you need to uh, to learn to the algorithm that you want to access to other people <laughs> so yeah. get used to to use other hashtag uh, that you get used to uh, just to change uh, the, the, the 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 prism of uh, of your of your world uh, through the, the algorithm of your social media uh, i don't know i i i, I used to read a lot gregor gambato because i loved the way he was able to uh, to make some rich um, but this is not the, the content I want to access to all the time as well. So no, I don't know. I, I don't know about the people. I don't know. I don't have one guy or one girl. <laughs> I, yeah. I follow up all the time. No. Okay, you like the luck of the draw and just chop and change and see who you, who you who you happen to read about today. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And finally, what advice would you give to a social media manager today? It can be specifically for LinkedIn if you like. If you like, if that's our topic today, up to you. First of all, I would say to define the objective. Most of people uh, forget to uh, define uh, very well their the objective that they, they want to follow. Uh, they they go directly to uh, to to the way how to do things. So uh, I guess first you define your persona, uh, what you want to obtain from them, and uh, then secondly you can uh, you can uh, define the way to to reach your objective. Uh, who you, you want to be connected with, how to be connected with those people, what kind of content, how often you can publish, and what to do. Uh, so if you know very well uh, what you want uh, to obtain from the others, uh, then it's uh, easier to, uh, to define what to do. Perfect. Uh, well, thank you very much for your time today, Stefan. It's been really inspiring and I'm sure that everybody's going to find it as much as a treat as I have today to be talking to you. Um, is there anything that you'd like to add just as a final word? Well, uh, thank you, Emily, first for, for, for your invite. And uh, it was a pleasure to discuss with you. And uh, maybe the, the idea I want to share with everybody is uh, if you want to... Uh, uh, to, to, to know better how to do what you do today, uh, just talk with people. And the best way to, to access to people maybe is the social media, but then you switch to the real life and uh, have your phone, uh, get uh, a video conference uh, with people, uh, go to, uh, to a restaurant, uh, access people, share information with people. And uh, this is a way to, to make progress in life. Amazing. Thanks so much, Stefan. Take care and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Emily. Have a good day. And that's all for today's episode. Don't forget you can check out our other tutorials and interviews with experienced social media marketers on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and TuneIn. Please don't hesitate to give this episode a rating. And for all questions and comments, or to inquire about being interviewed on ESM Squared, contact me directly via emily at iconosquared.com.